0: You've been listening to Tachiagare uh, by Wake Up Girls, and that is the intro for Wake Up Girls. Uh, You are listening to Otaku Spirit from otakuspirit.com. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today's episode is part four of our first impressions of the winter 2014 season of anime.
1: This is our last part. The
0: last one.
1: And then we get back into other stuff. We've been trying to make it into like little bite-sized pieces for you guys. Instead of doing the long 30, 30 sh- show reviews that we used to do. Of, this sucks. Um, next one. Uh, this is good.
0: Uh, <laughs> next one. And then we're all exhausted at the end. And we've actually been keeping it pretty close to the same time for each episode. So it's kind of creepy. Yeah, we've been doing pretty good. And that's because we're going through five shows. And this is another five of them. Um, we're going to jump right in. But first, again, this is from otakuspirit.com. You can go there for all of our news, reviews. Podcast links and feeds for Google+, Facebook, all those different social networker works that you actually might actually like. So you can keep up to date for what we have posted. Um, but, yeah, let's jump right into there. We have our first sh- uh, show that we're going to go into, which is witch- Witchcraft Works. Why did that give me tongue twisted? You are
1: just tongue twisted tonight, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead and just untangle that. It is. This is a show about uh, Ayaka Kagari. And Hanukkah, can you make that bigger? <laughs> Takamiya. Takamiya. And uh, let's see here. Kagari. Are you, are you blind today?
0: I am. I'm tongue twisted and you're blind. I am blind. Oh, let me figure out how to actually
1: increase well, yeah, the, this. The, the screen is like five feet away from me. So, I mean, can you blame me? That's all you have is those two names. I know, but they're tiny. Anyways, what's the show about? <laughs> Um this is a show about a young man he is um uh he goes to school and there's this girl I'm guessing is Taki, Takamiya. I got to bring up the stupid page or something <laughs> Hanako Takamiya is the boy okay he goes that's to what school I wanted to know. and the girl
0: there is called princess is Ayaka Kagari
1: the princess is the one who uh Everybody in school pretty much worships her. They uh, they do all kinds of things to take care of her. And uh, Takiyami and Takamiya. I cannot read that, Andrew. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Make it bigger. I can't. <laughs> yes, you can. I forgot my daggone buttons here. Control. There, there you is go. that big enough? Yes. <laughs> like Takamiya. Afraid, Takamiya is, uh, he he sits, sits next to the princess and... Uh, and anytime he has any in- interactions with her, pretty much the uh, princess fan club beats him up and all that kind of junk. Well, one day he, uh, he's taking out the trash and uh, he finds a, a little note that says uh, today's forecast is cloudy with a, uh, with a chance of falling school buildings. I like
0: how you point out that
1: piece of paper. Like it means anything to the story. It does not mean anything to the story except for (laughs) kind of like the catalyst that gets everything going. No, I think the falling building does. (laughs) Anyway, he looks up and there's a building falling down on him. Uh, He's under attack by a witch who is commanding these weird giant bunnies that have cg bunnies yes are oh, we not going to get that CG. yet well needless to say he finds out that he has actually been blinded to a world of magic that he is actually involved in and he is kind of a major player in um, the princess is actually a uh is tied to him for some reason they don't really reveal that right away they reveal that later on and um she is a flame uh Uh, flame uh, witch and she just blows everything up pretty much (laughs) now one of the things that i was really really worried about with this show is fan service because of the people who were pretty much backing this show um i was very very afraid that that was going to become one of the main forefront things that they were doing now that's not to say that it is not hidden there is a little bit of um uh, hidden innuendos here and there, but it is overall very true to the manga, and has been very clean for what it is. Um, so I do like that, and I'm very happy about that. Um, now on the flip side, my downsides to this show they the one thing I was the second thing that I was worried about because watching the first episode. I was scared to death that they were going to be very reliant on CG. And they are. Almost every battle scene that I have seen so far has been somehow using CG in some way, shape, or form. It's not bad. It is, they actually, it seems like they're very uh, on top of it, trying to keep it true to the story. But it is very, very heavy and very, very. You can very much see it, and it is very strong. Sticks out like a sore thumb. Yes, unfortunately. But the world is very good. It's very true to the manga. I, I, outside of those two little points, I can't really say anything bad about the show. Are you ready for me? Yeah,
0: I dropped it. Uh, um, I, I didn't like the CG. Um, the... I only went, I think, uh, two episodes and it just wasn't wasn't connecting with me. That's pretty much all it was. I just didn't like the characters. The the battles were pretty much the bad guy would show up. She would cast one spell, destroy everybody, and it was over. And like I alluded to him, it probably changes later. But there was no conflict for me to even care about. And then the whole white stuff jokes was a little bit too much for me which yeah you you've explained to me why they say that and it makes sense but yeah like you said any windows <laughs> killed it but yeah, i i enjoyed the the color the flames were really cool the effects that they did but the cg i i didn't care much for it i've heard some people say that they matched the the frame rated of them to the animation so it matches it doesn't it sticks out way bad so Take my critical views as you will, and we'll move on to a good show, <laughs> Seki Kun, the master of killing time, which is a short, but this is one of those shows that I think perfects what a short should be.
1: Yes, I because, I have to wholeheartedly agree.
0: Right, you have like Pupa is trying to make a huge long story out of two minute segments, which doesn't work. You have shows that are that make scenarios that are. Pushing the boundary of their time limit, which hurts it. You have some there trying to make a story again out of a joke. This one is built around here is, were they five minutes long? Seven minutes. Actually. Seven minutes. Seven minutes long. Let's create a scenario, a joke within the seven minutes, and it fits and it works. Uh, I've heard people critiquing the joke or the humor of it. Um, it is. A lot of it is really uh, just smile-inducing. There's a few of them that are just laugh-out-loud funny. Um, The one thing... I've I've, I've gone ahead of myself. This covers Rumi Yokoi, and uh, she sits next to uh, Toshinara Seki. And Seki, name of the show, Seki-kun, he is, again, a master of killing time. He sits at his desk and does... The most elaborate
1: things to kill time. Okay, when he says elaborate, there is no expletive that can make you understand how elaborate this these things are that he does. But I'm gonna stop you there because <laughs> technically he does keep
0: in within the boundaries of logic. Mm-hmm. He might have a really weird reason of doing what he's doing, but he it's still logical what he's doing. He's just killing time. The funny thing about it is that. Uh, is she known by Yoki? Yokoi? No. Uh yeah. Yeah, they usually call I her know. Rumi, actually. I don't know. Uh I'll say Rumi. Rumi, who sits next to him, uh, the, the, the pinnacle of the show is actually her, which you wouldn't think about. Oh, I didn't think about when I first started watching. So she's actually the star of the show because it's not usually about what he's doing, it's about what she portrays it as. And she's constantly distracted by him, which causes her not to be able to study. And she's trying to stop him, but at the same time, not get caught and in trouble herself, and trying to study. And the things that she blows up the, these these elaborate things that he does out of proportion is just what makes this show. Yeah, so you great.
1: sit there and you wonder in your head which which one has more imagination, him or her? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> like
0: they'll, they'll, you'll be playing like a, a Japanese version of chess, and and one uh this knight'll knock out the king and wear his part of him on top of that chess piece and she's all making it out like he just killed the king and then stole his crown and now all the other knights are after him and he slaughters them all it's it's just it's just way funny and like i said it, it fits within a
1: short seven minute period which is just perfect it, it absolutely is and on top of that you don't you could watch any one of the episodes at any one time. You don't have to watch them in order. It it, it is perfectly done because each one of them is encapsulated, self-contained. Um, they, there's no long running story through all of them. It it they they this is what I think a short should be.
0: Right, I agree. Yeah, the animation style very simple. Um, I actually like uh, uh, Rumi's character design i think she's Mm kind of cute um seki's good design as well and i think they really kept it to a simple design partly because it's a short they're not going to you know spend billions into the the art direction but but it also matches the cg as well because they do have cg in it but it's it doesn't stick out
1: i also think that it um there, there there's almost like a um more of a calm uh, boring atmosphere in mm-hmm. in general in in they're, the They're the calm class. tones. The tones are all calm. Yeah, and then and then you see whatever Seki is doing, and it's absolutely just an explosion of color. Usually, mm-hmm. so it, it it almost like contrasts so that you're naturally drawn to whatever Seki is doing.
0: Yep. I, would, I would I kind of I take my word back. The CG does stand out in some situations, but not as much as like I would say Wizard Barrister or Witchcraft works. Well, well too, it doesn't we stand that. out in a bad way It stands out in a right. way that brings you to it Right It's not trying to act like it's fitting in It's usually separate But yeah, that's uh, Kun. There's not much else we can say about it Because it is, it is a short um, But I definitely recommend it if you're looking for something that's Highly recommended Funny, good humor, clean, good humor it, It's all there So, in contrast <sighs> Nisekoi it's not a bad show. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> uh, you have I'm going to I'm going to start out with the character since you're kind of blind. Uh, <laughs> Raku Ichijo, uh, who is the son of the current leader of the yakuza, right?
1: In that town at least In that, that town I know. Of. Of. Yeah.
0: And then you have uh, Chitoke Kurosaki, who is the would be the daughter of the leadership of that area, the beehive gang. I get the impression that she is um their mafia. Well, like they call it Beehive Gang, but I guess it could be mafia too.
1: Well, yeah, they they implied that she was she came from um America and then they said something about a, a mafia ties or something like that. So it the the gang is probably called the Beehive Gang, but it has some kind of mafia tie apparently.
0: But you have two kids, boy and a girl, and they are both part of a huge gang yes and one day they 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 the the gangs are fighting each other um yeah it's funny because they're all like walking down the street and there's like people shooting guns at each other in the background
1: it's comical it's like okay <laughs> <laughs> um they don't they're he's he's late for school or he was at school and he was walking through through a um a courtyard and and she jumps over. this is the first day that she ever comes came to that school. she jumps over the, oh, you're the going way back there then. wall. No this is at the beginning of the show. I
0: was making it simple I'm going straight to the the, the hookup.
1: No, I wanted to explain <laughs> how they came into contact because they don't like each other and there's a reason why. and that is because she didn't or she knocked knocked him down. She didn't apologize for it. He lost a locket that was crucial to him, important to him, because it has to do with his uh, a childhood friend who promised to marry him someday. And he lost that locket, and it was very important to him. He goes and confronts her, and they go looking for it. And... um in the process, she doesn't understand why he thinks it's so important. He thinks he's
0: an idiot for holding on to childhood romance he's a he's you kind of
1: yeah and so he calls her a gorilla she calls him a idiot or whatever at any rate, that's the introduction to the two characters, as Andrew was saying, there's a war going on between the two gangs um uh the uh raku or Ichijo goes goes home and his father tells him that he needs to talk. He says that you have to uh get married to somebody. Uh need to go out with somebody.
0: Or court yeah. court somebody.
1: Yes. I don't I don't now, remember
0: them saying marriage or anything.
1: Could be. It was kind of implied through the entire thing. It doesn't matter. Um he reveals that oh, it's her. Obviously, they don't like each other, so they're a little bit n- not not too happy about it. But they understand that they have to do it, because if they don't, that's going to cause—that's the going to make the war keep going, and they don't want their friends and family hurt. So
0: And E.T. Joe now has pretty much fears for his life, because he doesn't care about the Yakuza at all. He wants to just go be a chef. and. Yeah the whole thing with Ichijo that I've seen, it wasn't really that he didn't want to stop the... He did he wanted to stop the war. It was more... The guy on the other side that is like the guardian of this girl pretty much says, What? Did I hear you say that it's all a fake? And he's, you know, carving his knife... He's shaving his knife or something kind of thing. But yeah, I don't, he never really seemed to care about the, the gangs themselves. He just wanted to be a, a chef. But yeah. And then you have... Another girl who is involved with it, who is like the girl that he
1: absolutely adores
0: and and loves.
1: Yeah, who that is the the childhood friend. This is where we get into the love triangle issue. Um, that's if anybody hasn't caught yet. That's where Andrew goes. Turn okay. off. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew shut down really quickly on this one. Now, as as it said, I don't mind love triangles so much. I I I kind of. As, as, as strange as it sounds, I like the fact that I get emotionally attached to these characters. I love them. I hurt with them. And I think that that's why I like them so much. Um, and in this one... You hopeless romance. I know, right? Um, as it stands right now, the, 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 the thing that I kind of like about this one is that he's leaning towards her still. It's almost seven episodes in, and he's still leaning towards her, mm-hmm. and I think that's a good thing. That, that. sounds familiar. I told you <laughs> there's a difference between a ditherer and this guy. I'm hoping, <laughs> but you know, I've my my hopes have been crashed before. I.e., the one that you're wanting to say they'll. It's always obvious who he's going to choose. It's the character that's on the front of the Dagon box, and the
0: one that is the focus of the story. The girl that he's being forced to be with, even though he completely hates her guts, he will, at some point, flip-flop and like her. You know it. It just is going to happen. And he's going to break the heart of that nice girl that seems so perfect.
1: She's so awesome, too.
0: But I can hope. Yeah. But I can hope. I don't even understand why you bother. I gave up a long time ago. At any rate... No. Now to move on to the funnier things about this whole situation, <laughs> the director is the same director that did Madoka Magica and Monogatari, which I'm seeing a similarity here. Um, <laughs> if you watch this show, the style of it is just spot on with Monogatari. It's got the the plain locations, the the weird camera angles, almost a simplistic look, and that same with Madoka Magica. It's got that same. Overly simplistic, look, while Madoka Magica had a completely ugly, a uh, horrid art style, Monogatari was, it's almost more towards Monogatari, and yes, it's a director, that doesn't mean the art style matches him, but he does have the decision on how it's portrayed, and I just, I see that mirrored in this show, but sadly, it's in a very detrimental way, because there's a lot of scenes where it just looks, like, lazy, like, They'll have an angle where uh, the chairs are missing or something, and it just doesn't make any sense why it looks that way.
1: I, I don't know. You might disagree with me. I didn't like the art style. is all I'm saying. <laughs> I I don't mind the art style so much as I don't care for. I I would almost put that up to animation. Is it's it's almost um. It, well, I I've already made my comments about Monogatari is. Although I like the art art style. It's almost like the animation, if you could call it its own art, is almost... Um, it's a mixture of art direction and the animation
0: because the art direction uh, manipulates the animation because they have to build around it. Monogatari um, had a lot of... While it had a lot of visually stunning looks to it, it was technically a lot of stills. It was a lot of panned angles. It was a lot of... Odd, like I said, camera angles. This has that kind of same. It almost similar feel. looks
1: like a doggone OCD person got <laughs> together with, with somebody with that was as a chair. It's a chair. Look at the chair. <laughs> they're still talking. Look at the chair. Just, I mean, put it that way. I mean, it, I I like the artwork of the show. I don't like the way it plays out because, like I said, it, it's like they're bouncing around from, from place to place and it's like, for goodness sakes, I'd rather have just a flat picture of, of a guy with doggone lip flaps. I I mean, I would rather look at that than bounce around in a million different directions.
0: I'm gonna, I'm, if we keep talking about this, I'm going to go into Modoka Magica and I want to leave that for our spoiler cast because <laughs> there are some things about that that did not make any sense whatsoever.
1: Uh, anyways, anything else add to Nisikoi? <sighs> It is a love triangle. If if you can get past the artwork, it's a decent story so far. I disagree. <laughs> Just kidding. You always disagree with me.
0: I dropped it. If anybody's not guessed yet. I like saying that I dropped it. It sounds cool. Like, yeah, I dropped it. Anyways, next one is another one that I dropped. Wake Up Girls. Idol Masters um, 2.0. No.
1: Well... I don't know. I've yes. never
0: done Idol Masters. Well, based on the first uh, episode, it it looked like Idol Masters.
1: It was very. It is still very very slow. But I think that I may have over judged it at first, because I actually did drop it for a very long time. Um, I actually picked it up about a week ago and started catching up on it just because I wanted to be able to. Honestly, say something true or say something about this show. You were
0: bored. Just admit it. No, I wasn't. I actually
1: did want to say something about it. I didn't want to give it one episode and say I dropped it after one episode and I didn't give it an honest try. Um, I did go back and I watched three episodes. I went ahead and watched the last three episodes today. Um, So I'm up to about six episodes right now. Here's the thing. I didn't see a lot of character development, and as I said before, I'm very, very, very um, key on character development and character building. And the first episode was so slow and I didn't feel any connection to any of the characters. So I that's just like pilot's love song. I, I honestly, I didn't feel a lot of character uh, character building and I didn't feel any connection to any of the characters. And the story was driving so slow that I just didn't feel interested in the show. The same thing happened with this show. Now, after giving it the extra two episodes, I started uh, to actually kind of have an interest in these characters. I think it was episode two or three. um, It started um, going into things that they were doing to build their popularity. And something happened during one of those episodes that I actually fell in love with these characters, and it was from that point on that I actually did enjoy the show. Um, here's the thing: this is really should be more classified as a slice of life. Um, the problem is is that because they are a pop idol group, there's too much in uh, too much drive to want to. Classify this in a different, different, different realm. Slice of life's tends tend to be a little bit more slower in in um, in uh, story development, and really, this one is actually more driven by the actual. Um, what is the best way to put it? They're fighting for um, to get recognized um on top of that they have another uh another pop idol group that doesn't like them um oh, for, no. for a certain reason i didn't see that coming
0: okay sorry <laughs> um gets so defensive when i make fun of a show so i'm sorry um i am kind of surprised to see that the uh air they did uh it doesn't say air tv so i'm wondering if it's just a movie no that's that's the show uh, the director is the same one that did uh, three episodes of Air TV directing the storyboard. That's surprising. You think they'd be involved with this stuff? You're just shut down. Did I just make fun of your baby? No. Okay, you're just looking at what I was looking at. Okay. It uh, it,
1: it is it is actually... There's there's a lot of situations in the show that actually um, work for what it's trying to portray. and. I, I honestly, I, I'm not highly suggesting it right now. Um, I just, I think that if there's one that we need to keep an eye on, it's probably this one. Hmm. High praise.
0: That's scary. But moving on to our last show is Wizard Barristers. Yeah. I think this was the one that got quite a bit of, well, besides space dandy, who pretty much took the hype train. It was be just before Space Dandy got all the hype train. I think a lot of people were looking at Wizard Barrister just
1: because they had like that insanely high production value PV. Well, you gotta take into consideration the guy that the guy that's behind this one is um yeah. <laughs> nah not really. <laughs> well, I guess the hentai crowd. No, <laughs> I'm the, sorry. There's a lot of people who are just absolutely Nuts about Kite. I,
0: yeah, the hints I grabbed. But yeah, it, uh, the director is the same one that did Kite. And if, you, if you've seen our last, uh, I think it was the last season, he did also uh, Galilee Dona.
1: Which looked good. <laughs> it did look good, yes.
0: Visually looked good. Um, the writer did Scientific Railgun and uh, essay. yeah, Special A. Um, so good. Good writing team. Not so sure about the director, even though, yeah, people liked Kite because they like reading the articles in, in uh, porno mags. But <laughs> I'm making fun of a huge crowd of people right now. Um, but anyways, uh, this show is basically in a world uh, in the near future uh, that is comprised of both humans and what are called woods, which are, which are wizard, basically. And uh, Cecil pseudo she is like 17 years old she's the youngest uh wizard to be enlisted as a wizard barrister which are basically lawyers defense attorneys for uh objection no we're not even getting into that (laughs) don't even but uh she goes to work at butterfly lofts is uh this is a place that just has a quite a colorful group of people within it um you have the, uh, the cold man who ends up being actually pretty cool. He's like a, he, he, his wizard powers came out at a much older age. You have the old man who seems like he's really lazy, but he actually he notices, he notices things that other people just doesn't notice, and he, can, he points those out and solves a case. You have the usual rival girl, which is the girl that joined at the same time as she did.
1: Don't click the squeaky toy
0: (laughs) who joined the same time he did, she did, and she's kind of the rival. Um, You have the uh, almost pervy girl that always clings on to to, uh, Cecil. You have the the, uh, both of the leaders, one guy looks really weird, anyways. So you have this entire law firm, and Cecil's uh, is it Cecil or Cecily? Cecily has joined it. And she has to pretty much prove herself. Uh, right off the bat, she's given a case, and she does a good job of, of, of uh, executing the case. Whenever some a person breaks the law with magic, they are usually always assumed as guilty. They're often discriminated against. Uh, the police force is still comprised of humans. No wizards are allowed in the police force. And they usually bring the person that committed the crime in, they're usually always, again, discriminated against, usually seen as the guilty party. The wizard barristers come in in this wizard court where they'll trial the, try the person. If they're found guilty, they're on the spot, they're executed. Uh, so, again, it's their duty to actually prove their uh, innocence. And that's pretty much the world you're in. Um, I think when we first looked at it, it was pretty much like spot on kind of the feel of uh, witch hunter robin but i don't think it quite got that dark the first episode was quite a little dark dark, but it's nowhere near as dark as witch hunter robin nowhere near but it does does still i still
1: think it has the same feel though it has it has a really
0: realistic grounded even though it is wizard magic and stuff it feels really realistic everything kind of fits well witch hunter robin pulled that off too that's what i'm saying that's, that's a similar feel yeah. And that's, I think, what I draw from uh, Witch Hunter Robin is whenever they, something happens, it feels like it fits in this world, and it almost feels like if there was magic, boom, in our world today, I can see this happening. Um, all the laws seem to be get put into play. Um, they're constantly worried about those laws. Like, every time that—Cicely uh, Cic- actually has um, powers within herself that she unlocks over time— and they even have this whole thing where if you unlock a power, you have to go register it with the, the lofts is because they need to know what powers you have, assumingly because if somebody reports that magic happening, they're going to probably come looking for you. So they have to report whatever spells they get because um, it's like puberty is when a human can become a wizard. Their, their powers come out, and that's when people realize if they're going to be a, a wood or if they're going to be a human for the rest of their life. And then you have... Over time, abilities can unlock from the person, and they have to go register them with the with the law. It, all those little things just kind of make it realistic seeming. Now the cases this is a this is a, a law movie or, or a show. It's pretty much every episode you have another case hits their desk, and they have to solve it. And for the first uh, probably four episodes, it was really good writing. I'm really enjoying the writing and all the cases. They really. They trick you. They they give you scenarios where you go, oh, okay, now I see why they did that. And I really like that aspect about them. The case with the the serial murderer guy that was just brilliantly written. The guy that they were defending was a complete psychopath, and they really designed his character perfect. I mean, he had him like Look in the the window when they're when they're interrog- when they're asking him questions. He's just complete psychopath. Um, I like that kind of writing. They had a, a, a lot of wit put into it. Sadly, over the last few episodes it really does it's starting to feel like we need to bring another character forward. Let's let's stick uh Cecily with with that character and and see how they how this character is. And you have what I say like eight people in this law firm. So you have essentially probably a good eight episodes of this 12 episode season is going to be comprised of them Top, you know, having her hang out with this person to see how they act. And I don't find that all too good for the series because I was really hoping they would have that last case that involves Cecily, which they're probably going to end up doing, but it seems like they're wasting a lot of the time is all, all I can attribute it to. And this last, today's episode was proof of that. It it went into a character that I had no care for. They There was no...
1: They didn't make her interesting either. No,
0: it was... She cosplays. And... Cecily gets... uh, Brought into a terrorist hostage situation. And here she comes ramming through the window. And she kicks one person and then gets held up hostage. And that was pretty much all they talked about her. I think the only really important aspect of that episode was... The fact that they went into Moyo a little more. And that was like, what, a five second clip? Which was awesome, but... (laughs) And I'm really interested to see what happens with Moyo. Um, but yeah, it, aside from that, its it's been a great show so far. They've had a lot of really great animation, colorful. I don't particularly care for the style of the characters, especially like Cecily Sudo. She's got like this... It seems like a lot of the characters don't... They have a really round head, and they have like this little itty-bitty bit of hair on top of their head, like almost... I, I don't know... Uh, South Park-ish I guess is the, is the only thing I can think of right now and some of the characters have like if you think like h- handlebar mustache on top of their head I it, it's different there's, I'll give there, it that I,
1: I, I like a lot of the artwork there's one thing that just drives me up the wall I did I tell you what that was? eyelashes or something like the that eyelashes. that's like the last eyelashes. thing that I ever care about the but eyelashes are the only thing that I don't I I don't mind the over the top weird uh art I mean, styles. Yeah. It it works for me. Um, it's different. it, it makes I'll them, give it that. yeah, it makes them it makes them stand out from each like other. Like this is the future. It's like
0: uh I'll agree with you there. It's it's kind of like uh What was that movie with uh Wow, I can't even remember us The Fifth Element they have that whole futuristic look to the characters they mm-hmm. it might have been like i would never wear that but at the same time it was like it made you feel like you're in a different
1: world you're in a futuristic world and so yeah i do agree with you there and, but the the one thing that i do not like as far as an artwork is the eyelashes they just they, it it brings too much focus in for me to the eyes i don't mind the eyes the eyes look gorgeous i just the the eyelashes Deter away from everything else in the show. Hmm. Um, I was afraid starting out
0: that th- with the high production value they had in the first few episodes. I mean, they had explosions. Uh, the only real CG that stood out was the the, the robots. But everywhere else that they use CG, they blended it so well. It was very colorful. The spell animations are amazing, and I was afraid that they were blowing all their budget on the first episodes. And it didn't seem like they did until today's episode, which is, what was it, sixth episode? Yeah, something like that. This episode, along with the crappy uh, character development, was <laughs> a lot of points obtrosis. Not obtrosis but lazy. Um, it was still watchable, but there was a lot of situations where I was like, what is going on with their face? It doesn't even look anime-ish. It was weird. So I'm hoping that's not a trend. I'm very afraid that'll be a trend. Um, but that aside, I'm I really probably just trying
1: to save money and save it for the the end. They're like, Yeah, this it is a
0: stupid uh cosplay <laughs> episode. Just have Timmy down the hall and work on that. Oh my god. <laughs> um but yeah, I like I like the back the backstories, uh Cecily's mother who's in jail, and you know that's probably because she protected uh or you know because she protected Cecily from a group, which we're finding the group is a, a Organization in the background that goes by what a uh, called a grimoire three sixty five. It's some kind of grimoire that tells a prophecy, which they think uh, Cecily Sudo is involved with, and they're constantly trying to force her to unlock her abilities by putting her in dangerous situations. All that stuff is really interesting, and I I can't wait for how it unfolds. It's not quite up there with Inari Konkon and and uh, uh, Noragami, but. It's definitely probably an easy third place for me this season. I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Besides the this last episode being a little bit disappointing, <laughs> I gave it a thumbs down. It was the first one that I gave a thumbs down. <laughs> I was feeling a little bad.
1: I I don't know I I I would put it next to to Noragami honestly. Oh no! Do not deface the awesomeness of Noragami. <laughs> hey, that's my opinion. I, I
0: come on, it's got Nora. True, Nora is awesome Even though Nora we just found out Is not necessarily One person Yeah Yeah you can get all of our uh, Well for wizard barristers anyways You can get uh, my impressions On each episode on OtakuSpirit.com That again is where all of our news reviews And impressions of shows Including these ones As well as podcast links And feeds and all of our Follow links are all on the right side there. Uh, we did get a review since our last show on iTunes, and it is from Ness N e s s four eight one eight, and they gave us a five stars. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to us, and thank you for giving us a review. Uh, again, for everybody else, please give us review uh, scores and whatnot on, on iTunes. It helps other people find us. Because it helped Ness find us. Because apparently, in the comment he put, only anime podcast I could find. <laughs> We're glad you're here, and hope this is uh, enough to suffice you. Even though it's the only one you can find. Um, is there is there anything else you need to add? No, I just wanted to thank Ness and myself. I mean, I I didn't check the forum to see if we got any new, we new didn't. users. No, we didn't. We didn't. Uh-uh. Okay, we still got Neo owned on there, and Neo and is awesome. He's been giving us a lot of feedback and comments we really appreciate him being a part of our community and, and our site and leaving us feedback. feedback feedback helps us grow he's he's given us a few suggestions like reviewing old shows and doing some uh some uh, podcasts on openings and closing music which we're definitely going to do we've already planned that for quite some time i think he actually had a question for you Sydney. did he let me double check there i no, oh, i clicked the wrong link yeah um he, he of course mentioned about the uh, the openings and closings and yeah. no I think that was pretty much all he did yeah we're gonna we're gonna discuss uh, opening and closings eventually and uh, definitely appreciate the feedback our astro for this episode which I totally forgot to say our outro for the last episode so I'm gonna make sure I get it this time um, it is from witchcraft works which is again the show that we just talked about it is called which which activities it is by kmMD Dash Dan or KMM Dan if you want to be more specific. And again, we thank you all for listening and we hope you all have a great and wonderful day. Take care.